Adam. How are you, Marcos? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear, man. What's up, man? Doing very well. Uh, thanks for coming on, brother. I really appreciate that. No problem. Uh, so we got the famous uh, double double A, man, right, Adam? Double A? You got What's it. On, Doing very well. Yeah, how's uh, quarantine life treating you? <laughs> uh, you know, it's different, and uh, both my wife and I are obviously home a lot more than we ever would have been, and uh, that's interesting. Uh, but for the most part, um, I think seven or eight weeks, uh, fairly smooth sailing. Very happy to report that. So it's it's been good for the most part. That's good to hear, brother. I know um, we all miss boxing. And, uh, yeah. you know, I saw the podcast, man, just, uh, you know, just to kind of have fun with it. And it's, it's kind of blowing up, man. I'm kind of, you know, excited. You know, everybody's joined the, uh, you know, had some good, you know, guys on. I had uh, Gear Jr. on the other day. I had uh, uh, Tarox yesterday. Um I got Jamel Herring coming up uh, this week, um, so it's been fun, you know, getting to know a little, you know, a little inside, like not just, I guess, life outside of boxing, you know. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, you know um, but uh, no, man, I just wanted to have you on, you know, talk a little boxing, you know, talk a little bit about your, I guess, your boxing career. Uh, sure. Uh, just you know, to start there, uh, how how did you how did your passion for boxing start? I choose, you know, when it's when it comes to you, like, how did everything start with boxing? Uh, you know, I, I always tell the story that my parents, I guess, left me home uh, on Saturday nights when Mike Tyson was fighting. And okay. uh, so as a kid, I remember uh, the HBO fights with Mike Tyson on it. And uh, I was hooked. And there was something about boxing in that era in HBO where it was very elegant. It was Saturday night and all the commentators were wearing tuxes, you know, and, yes. and the crowds looked really sharp. And, uh, you know, and it just, uh, I, I just was really drawn to it. And it's funny. It wasn't a family sport. It wasn't something my parents were particularly into, but, okay. um, more and more over the years, I just, uh, I became, uh, far more of a hardcore fan to the point, you know, it was, uh, I, I, I didn't go out on the weekends anymore too much. You know, if it was a Saturday night, I'm staying home. And, uh, I also, I love writing and always have. And uh, for me, I just uh, I have a problem where I can't just like something at a surface level. I got to like dig into it. Gotcha. And so I just really wanted to, to kind of put my thoughts down about boxing, get my opinions out there, see who else was out there in the world. And um, uh, so I, I guess I started my website uh, almost 10 years ago now. And uh, okay. it's been uh, it's been a blast for the most part. Do you uh, want to talk a little bit about that website? Uh, it's actually what Saturday Night Boxing. Yeah, SaturdayNightBoxing.com. Okay. And uh, how did that start? I mean, you know, you know, how did that? You say, you know, how did that? You know, that vision start? Yeah, it just uh, for me, it was just I got to a point in my life, and I think I just really wanted that outlet. You know, I had my job that I was doing, and I needed something, and I also like I felt like I had a lot to say. So my, you know, my issue with boxing, the way it was covered. Uh, for a little while is you had somebody writing the wrap up of the fight itself. This is what happened yep. in the second round. This is what happened in the fifth round. This was the score. And I was always thinking about football, how football was covered, you know, football, there is a guy that does the story of the, of the, of the match of, of the game. But then you have okay. the columnists the next day breaking down what happened. You know, this is how they were able to win. You know, these are the key moments of the, you know, and that's what I looked at it. It's not just who won the fight, but it's really breaking down why somebody won, the decisions they made that go into winning and losing a fight. 
really more of the analysis than just as, you know, this happened in the third round, this guy won a decision. There, there's a value to that style of writing. It's just I've never really gravitated to it, the deadline writing per se. Gotcha. No, I hear that. Uh, so that's no, that's definitely intriguing. Um, I, uh, when it comes to me, I mean, to, when it comes to boxing for me, uh, same, same, same concept. I mean, I got lucky, I guess, you know, in the sense that you said that you kind of just, you know, it was not really a family thing for me. It was more, you know, I come from a, you know, a Spanish background, Ecuadorian, uh, you know, Puerto Rican family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it was, man. Like religiously, like it was like every Saturday night. Uh, religiously, like, you know, when De La Hoya used to fight Tito, like, that's what I got me into boxing, yeah. those two guys, mainly. Uh, my house was divided, like, my family. We're, half of us were Tito fans, half of us were Oscar fans. And, uh, but no, it was just, like I said, it was just like Thanksgiving. Like, I, yeah. I call it, like, a mini Thanksgiving. Every Saturday, uh, or a fight would uh, be announced, you know, we would just all, you know, come together. And it was like an event, man. You know what I'm saying? I was, um, event. I'm very surprised at how much Oscar um, is liked by a lot of Puerto Rican boxing fans I've met over the years. That kind of surprised me, but um, I- I've run into Por- Puerto Rican uh, boxing fans all the time that will say they're a huge Oscar households, and, and that, yeah. you know, that was interesting to me. No, no, it is. It is. Like I said, um, I, probably you know what it is. I mean, I guess it's just how Oscar portrayed himself. I mean, yeah. obviously, he was very strong. You know, he was... He represented, you know, the U.S. Um, in the Olympics. Um, but I, I obviously, when he came, he came out. He was very strong with his roots, with his Mexican background. And he did, no, you know, not taking away from what he did. He was very Mexican, like he was, a, you know, Mexican American, American Mexican. How you want to portray it? He was very, you know, he portrayed his Mexican background very, very proudly. Um, but just the way I guess he gravitated himself. He was he spoke English, he spoke Spanish, um, and like a lot of guys don't do that anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think that's kind of what it is, like. The, mo- the whole, he cannot relate to anything. Like, you know, you watch him, um, you know, I-, I know my parents, you know, my parents are very, you know, they have a Spanish background. They speak mainly Spanish. Uh, De La Hoya would do uh, interviews on, you know, on the channels they watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wouldn't just do, you know, you know, ESPN or whatever it, uh, was out there. It was, he would do, like, you know, Telemundo. He would do Univision. He was just so, you know, everywhere that it just, you know, didn't matter that he wasn't, like, you know, you know, uh, Puerto Rican or Ecuadorian. He was yeah. just... I guess a beloved, you know what I'm saying? Beloved just for, for being both, you know, he just really, you know, he gravitated to both, uh, to both, you know, I guess Spanish and English speaking people. Um, you know, it's funny, but uh, I, I was yeah, never ahead. a huge De La Hoya person. Uh, for whatever reason in the nineties, HBO really started the hype machine. And, uh, okay. so I never was a huge De La Hoya person. I never was a huge Roy Jones person because it wow. was constantly everybody was saying how incredible they were. And me being naturally contrarian to a degree, I, I, I was okay. like, you know what? In hindsight, they're both great fighters. I mean, they're fantastic fighters. I'm just saying they weren't they weren't my personal favorites, you know, but, um, you know, they did a lot for the sport. Oscar was in so many great fights and uh, he, he really did. He 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 carried boxing on its back for a number of years yeah and uh i'm not sure he gets credit for that um you know there weren't a lot of other big superstars at oscar's time it really was almost in the the mid to late 90s it was really his show uh in many ways no i'm with you no that absolutely that's what like you said he carried the sport and like you say doesn't get enough credit um but that's kind of like the topic i kind of want to talk about man uh you know um we're on Twitter all the time. We, you know, we guess we're just, you know, tweeting our thoughts. And I like to, like, you know, uh, just take away, from, you know, 
a lot of guys tweet good stuff, you know. Um, one that caught my eye was the uh, one about which win. Like, what uh, in the past, I guess, you know, Delar, you said he was – Oscar was in, a, was in a lot of, you know, great fights, you know. He was in a lot – he fought all the names, you know. He didn't duck anybody. He was in all the all the fights you can think of in his era, he yep. was in. Um, but uh, I guess he didn't win the big one to a certain extent. And that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. Like, when was, I guess uh, – I, I didn't remember the exact wording of the tweet, but it was more like, what was the last time, like, a win meant win, meant so much, like, changed the whole atmosphere in boxing? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, and I think, uh, you know what I'm saying? That was a great, great, great question because I was coming, you know, I like those questions that kind of makes you think, you know, really makes you think. And I was just like, what, what win, you know what I'm saying? The last, I think he said 20 years or 10 years. Uh, the only one that kind of, I tried to, you know, debate, but he made a point was, like, Rigo and Loma. You know what I'm saying? I felt like that. I mean, it it was an important, like, because it was two Olympians. The way that the fight was portrayed and the way, you know what I'm saying? It was the two, the, I guess, the two best amateur boxers in, like, the last 50 years. You know, both gold medalists. Uh, but I guess this changed the landscape. Not necessarily, but it just meant, like, Loma beating Rigo just meant so much to a certain extent. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of what I got from it. Uh what to you? What what what? I guess in the last twenty years, what 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 fight kind of changed the, the the landscape of boxing? If I'm seeing it, correctly. yeah. Um, I think there are a few good wins. So, you know, Donaire was a good amateur. I, I don't know if he's like the Lomachenko amateur in terms of his record. He was a good amateur. Uh, Rigo beating him was a big win, but it's also and it meant a ton of things at the time, but. Because Rigo didn't really follow it up with so much, it's tough to say that it changed the shape of boxing. So the okay. fact that Rigo beats a guy who's in the top three or four pound for pound at the time and at points of the fight was completely dominant. Uh, it was a big yeah. win. But I think the most recent one was Tyson Fury beating uh, Vladimir Klitschko in Germany because okay. that ended the Klitschko reign and that also signaled that finally after – 12, 15 years, the Klitschko brothers were no longer running things in the heavyweight division. And uh, I, and, it, and, it, and it brought it ushered in a sea change because after okay. Tyson Fury, you then have Anthony Joshua uh, beating Klitschko. Um, Wilder is on the scene. He has a great first fight. It's a very exciting first fight with, uh, with Fury. Uh, I think that was the most recent uh, signature uh I'll tell you another one from probably 20 years ago was Pacquiao beating Barrera the first time. Uh, that was to okay. me a signal of, you know, Barrera was in those battles already. You know, he was with um, uh, McKinney on, on boxing after dark and, yep. you know, he was in Morales and he was already thought of as this really big deal. And Pacquiao was, you know, he proved, the up and comer he proved yeah, in yeah, that no, fight you. that he was something really special. Uh, so I, I think Pacquiao, unfortunately, I mean, he probably has a few signature wins in his career, but I know when, when, when he fought Barrera and beat him that first time, I really took notice. I said, that's a special win at that point in time of his career. Um, there are a couple of them, you know, but there aren't, uh, I thought Errol Spence traveling to Kelp Brook is a hometown in Sheffield was a very okay. important signature win that's a tough place to win. Kel Brook was an excellent fighter at that point. Um, that's a great win. 
Um, that's a really, really excellent win. And, uh, you know, so there are a few of them, but I don't think there's 20 of them in the last 20 years. There might be eight. Yeah. And that's, you know? Yeah. And that's, no, that's kind of where, like, I, you know, I kind of like the question because it's like you said it right there. It's there, you can't really count, um, in your hands, like how many significant, win- like, I guess, huge wins. I guess, you know, like the wins are kind of like, you know, like you said, like when you saw, uh, Pacquiao defeat, uh, Barrera, it kind of like put, put, put you on notice and just put, I guess Pacquiao put the whole boxing landscape on notice. Like I'm here yeah. now, you know, I'm here, I'm a, I'm a force in boxing. Um, and, uh, no, yeah, like I'm, you know, when it comes to that, um, like that's kind of where I'm at with the whole, I'm trying to figure out like what, what do you think like comes into play? Like I, I like when I, when I brought up the Loma and Regal fight, uh, I guess it was more because of the whole background to it. Like they, they mentioned the whole amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, well, Rigo, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I, I, that's kind of like, you know, I, I feel like um, when you say mention Kell Brook and Spence, uh, I do think it was an important fight. But the only thing I don't, I just don't feel like, was it a big fight going into it? Like you think the whole, like the whole boxing world, like, I feel like, Lo, like when Loma Rigo was fighting, I feel like everybody well, was watching. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what I, I was, mean. Like, you think I was, I was in England for that fight. I was there. And so they had okay. 35,000 fans at Bramall Lane in Sheffield. I mean, it was a, cra- you know, you've seen those fights in England on TV. They're crazy. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Nonstop. It was an yep. amazing atmosphere. Um, I think it was a big fight. Um, you know, Kel Brook, though, had really only had exposure in America with uh, the Porter fight and a couple of those like Showtime international broadcasts. So I don't know if it was the big blockbuster fight around the world everywhere, but I think amongst boxing fans, you know, that's, you know, that, that's a great win. Um, you know, as, as Loma beating Rigo, I mean, I have to say I, I really expected it. So in, okay. uh, I thought Rigo beating Donaire was a more impressive win to me um, because they were the same weight class. Uh, they were both kind of close to the So you beat. think – that's a cut yeah. you off, Adam. That's a cut I'm sorry. Um, so you think it's more like when the uh, – the when, like, I guess not the favorite, the favorite – like, uh, you know, when the favorite – I guess when Kel was Kel Brook the favorite or was it fifty fifty? Like close. the odds of yeah, Kel Brook, pretty close, very close. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I think, I think, um, and I, I kind of get what you're starting to say with Loma. I think he was like the, even though the the media or just how everything was portrayed, you know, Loma was still the high yeah. favorite because you know he was Regal's going up to yeah. weight classes, uh, all that stuff. So I, I kind of get what you mean in that sense that. You know, he was Loma was the high, you know, the big time favorite. So it doesn't really change the, you know, when the favorite wins, it doesn't really change. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I get, I guess that's what more it comes down to. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of, I think it's more like when the upset happens, that's when the, you know, the landscape well, changes, right? Uh, upset or like uh, a real fight, 50 50, you know, everything's on the line. You know, it's a, it's a toss up going in who's going to win. I mean, uh, it would be like, uh, it would be like Canelo and Golovkin the first fight, but somebody gets okay. a knockout. Meaning, meaning, okay. you know, if if Golovkin was able to knock out Canelo, that would be a signature win in his career, and that's a big deal for him. Or if Canelo somehow, you know, goes in as the underdog at that point and knocks out Golovkin, that's a like that. That's what I'm talking about. Like in a fairly close fight. Uh, somebody rises to the occasion. They seize control. Uh, they assert their dominance. Uh, those types of moments. 
Gotcha. No, and like a, and a clean win. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then just going back to Oscar, and we brought him up, you know, uh, do you think that Oscar, you know, he, like I said, he fought all the great battles. He fought all the fighters that are out there. Uh, does he have a, a win or a fight that kind of changed, like made, I guess the Chavez to a certain extent was like the Chavez one, but was that a big, I guess the Chavez fights, I guess, you know, we can say the Chavez was kind of like the passing of the torch. I, I guess, extent. you know, Chavez was a big deal because he had a huge name, a huge following. I think there was a little bit of a passing of the torch, but Delahoy was also expected to win that by that point. Um, you know, Chavez had been in so many wars. Um, it was like 97, one and one. Yeah. He was almost, yeah, he was pretty much in his last leg. A couple more. Yeah. He had a couple more fights to note after that. I mean, that was an important fight for Oscar. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's the same signature win and, and i think probably vargas or, or corte are the two best wins of his career probably vargas with how it ended um yeah i think that's the best win but i don't know if it's that signature win that other fighters have had yeah and i agree with that do you think uh that like affects him in a certain extent like for not having that significant win you know what i'm saying such a high profile name and not having like the sense i think you know what i'm saying I, you look know, like he fought Obviously, he fought Tito, he fought Hopkins, he fought Mosley. Regardless of you know, right. the, whatever people thought with the, you know, the, the Mosley fights, you know, they said they should have, you know, keep on a second fight, whatever. Um, you know, by by the record, he lost those fights. Um, do you think not having that signature win affects well, him in any way? I think you really? see fighters, and this happens with all athletes and all sports, I think. The ones that aren't clearly – the best of all time. So like Sugar Ray Robinson is going to remain in the conversation of the best of all time, right? Uh, you know, is yeah. he one, is yep. he three, whatever. Everybody, he's on the short list. Muhammad Ali and Joe Lewis will be on everybody's short list for best heavyweight of all time. But you start going down a step and you see guys rise and fall and rise again in terms of how they're looked at by history. And so I've already seen that with Oscar with, um, you know, he was he was overrated. He was underrated. He's overrated. So I think over time you're going to see his popularity rise and fall based on who's looking at it. And uh, yeah. there's points in his favor. He fought everybody. He did very well. Um, you know, with the exception of until the end against Hopkins and then Pacquiao. I mean, he competed too in these fights. You know, uh, yeah. Those you know, fights, um, absolutely. So I think I think he's gonna you're gonna see him rise and fall. You know, you're seeing this now with Golovkin. You know, Golovkin was underrated when he was in Germany, and then perhaps he got overrated, you know, and then over time history will look at him and reevaluate where he should belong. And these these guys, yeah. you know, Evan Flow, no different than basketball or football, baseball. The great athletes, a lot of them, the way they're perceived over time changes. Yeah, no, it makes sense. No, it makes sense. And that's where, like, I'm just, uh, you know, moving to the future now, you know, looking at the pound for pound. I brought up Loma uh, because, like, you look at the list. Like, I guess the top three. Like, I guess the top three, everybody says, you know, Canelo, you know, Loma, and I guess Crawford, right? And then Inoue could be, you know, or isn't a mix. I guess those four. Yeah. Those are the four names. You know, Inoue, Canelo, Loma, and Crawford. Reg regardless of how they order you want to put them, that's the top four right now. And, uh, that's 
where I'm thinking, like, out of the four guys, like, even Canelo, like, w- like those four dudes right now are kind of lacking, you know what I'm saying? I, obviously, you know, they're getting, I mean, they're still kind of young in the game, yeah. you know, they're all still, well, you know, Loma, Loma and Crawford are getting up there in age, um, but uh, they still are lacking that, like, landscape win, you know what I'm saying? That's why I kind of just thought, like, Loma, uh, maybe being a little just generous, you know, giving the whole Riga, you know, the Rigo win, and saying kind of just change the, you know, give him like the whole, the amateur, like he's the be- he was the better amateur. I felt like you know that was, you know, by him defeating him, kind of significant that he was a better amateur and to a certain extent. Uh, but you know, like all those guys, Canelo, Crawford, you know, in a way, they're just lacking that like significant win, you know, to change the landscape, you know. And I felt like guys that are rated pound for pound, like like you know, like the Sergio Martinez, you know, the yeah. Paul Williams knockout, you know, that's always gonna be remembered for that, you know, Floyd, I guess. You know, he has a, he has a bunch. It's Floyd's Floyd, but I guess him him beating Oscar, you know sure. what I'm saying? Him beating Oscar kind of was like a huge win. You know, like you said, Pacquiao, we mentioned the Barrera win. You know, he has a bunch. He has the Morales yep. victories. He has, you know, the Marquez victories. He has a, a, quite a few. You know, obviously he kept going up in weight, you know, and he was not, you know, the, the higher the weight he went up, he wasn't necessarily the favorite, but he kept just destroying them and having these wins, you know. And I guess the guys now in the pound for pound list kind of, Kind of like well, that, it really you know depends. Um, you know, sometimes people don't get the perfect victories that they want in their career. Like a guy like Larry Holmes uh, made about 20 heavyweight championship defenses and never had a signature win. But everybody would agree yeah. that he's amongst the top 10 heavyweights of all time. Sometimes it's a product of your era. And I look at Terrence Crawford and who was there at 135 and 140. And I don't think there was a signature win for him. Now, at 147, there certainly is with Spence. But until that point, now, Crawford did amazing things. He became the undisputed champion at 140, and that never happens anymore. Um, So I think he's fought, at least at 135 and 140, the best that was there, although we could all agree those weren't amazing, amazing fighters. Um, And Nui beat two guys that were number one in their divisions at the time, Adrian Hernandez and Omar Narvaez. Uh, One was at 108 and one was at uh, uh, 105 and 112 or something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So the issue with those guys is sometimes your number one fighter by default, meaning sometimes the division is just kind of weak. So Inouye goes in and yep. blows out those two guys and is amazing. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Omar Narvaez is a Hall of Fame fighter. He's okay. He's a good. He's good. You know. But it's so. Uh, I think if he goes through and cleans out 118, there's a lot of good fighters there. Um, part of the problem with him getting a signature win is that the boxing world doesn't usually pay attention to lower weight classes. So even when he fights a perceived great fighter. There's very few names that people know there that understand the significance of that. Um, I thought Canelo had a great victory over Kovalev. Uh, some people don't give him credit for that. I thought to go up and, and beat a titleist at 175, win by knockout, uh, I was very impressed by that. Um, but yeah, just with, with that, even with that one, like, and that's my thing is the only reason I, I do give him credit because, yes, he's not. To, to portray, he came from 154. You know, I guess yeah. he started at 147 during his uh, because you know when he was coming up. But you know, he made his mark at 154. You know, uh, he's you know he's a his body. He's just like a weird 
you know, you just don't – you never thought he'd be at 175. Like, coming up, you know, watching his 154 run, you never – and if you told me, you know, in the, the Austin Trout fight that this guy was going to fight a light heavyweight, I would have laughed at your face. Like, you know, I would have been like, you know, you're crazy. You know, and, he, and you know, just last year he gets the fight. Um, the, I do agree to a certain extent it is an important win, but the, it just – because he just went up and just kind of just not really going to defend it. You I hear you, man. Like, kind of just like – Put his, put his toes in the water and like, okay, he did it. You can make you know an argument saying, that it wasn't peak the... Kovalev as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand it, you know. Yeah. You know, that's my thing. And that's my whole thing because I'm not trying to pick up Canelo. But it's just that, like, that's just, that, like I said, that question was just so that, that, that great because it makes me think, like, you know, this era, especially it feels like the guys, you know, Canelo might have the names, but are like the names, just because he has the names, are there so, are there, did it change yeah. the landscape? Did it make it seem like, okay, cool, like, there's a force, okay. All right, he beat Kovalev, but are well, you going to fight the other guy at 175? Would you, you gonna, classify you know? uh, better BF's win over Gavazdik as a signature win? Mm, that's a good question. Great question. Um, I guess we'll have to see what will ha- like, ha- happens with the nail after, like, you know, his comeback fight. Just to see if he... If he comes champion again, you know what I'm saying? I, I think it all depends. I think it's kind of too soon to tell. I think it was an, yeah. a very important win. A very important win because, again, like, you know, those, those guys were undefeated. And, you know, uh, probably the one and two in the division. Um, very important. But I just think it's kind of too early to, to, to call because we don't know where the Nails' okay. career is going to yep. go after this. You know what I'm saying? Because what if, you know what I'm saying, what if he doesn't, you know uh, – what if he's what if he's, what if he's not the same fighter anymore? You know what I'm saying. So I, I think to a certain extent, you know okay. what I'm saying. So that's kind of where I feel with that. Uh, um, but yeah, that's no, a great question. I think you know what I'm saying. I think we just have to wait and see when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, because like know, but, um, I know Josh Taylor beat Prograce in the World Boxing Super Series and they unified belts. To me, that's not a signature win because I don't think that's a clean win. Like I think he won the fight, maybe seven five. You know, but it's not like. He stamps himself and said, I'm the man and, you know, I'm a force to be reckoned with. You know, that's the type of fight that was very close. It's possible if it's in America, maybe the judging's a little different. Who knows? So I don't look at that just because he becomes a unified champion. I don't think that's a signature win. Yeah. And I'm with you on that one. I think that's a great point that you bring up. The whole, it was a 7-5. I think that's what should, I think if, if, if the judge, one of the judges did have it a 7-5, I think that was the best score. And I'm with you. I think it could have been 7-5 to either Taylor or Regis or draw. Like, it was that close of a fight. And I think that's an important aspect as well. And that's why, you know, don't want to, you know, pick on Canelo. But I think that's what this problem is, is that his fight, even though he's getting the names and he's getting the victory, they're very close fights. And I was like, you can honestly say, okay, he lost that fight. Or it could have went the other way. And you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, where I feel like, you know, at least with Loma, you know, I'm going back to Loma and Rigo, at least. Oh, they can say Rico wasn't a natural one, you know, 130, which great, great, you know, of course, natural 130, rehydration clause, you know what I'm saying? He never fought there in his life. But just how simple mm-hmm. Lowe made it look, you know, and he made Rico quit. And I think that's an important factor. I think I love that you brought that up. I think, you know, when guys get knocked out or like I said, it's just so one-sided, a beatdown, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the better beat the nail. I think that's a great question because you didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like just the way he stopped them. I mean, it was a close fight. But just the way he stopped him, like brutally stopped him, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a stoppage to me. I I I hate the fact that you know I, I gravitate towards that, but that's just I guess the way I grew up. Like I feel like 
the you know the yeah. stoppages or a dominant performance. You know, I'm not I'm not you know I get it. Like you know when you you know I, I understand when you when you when you uh, reach up and you're fighting guys at your level or you you you, you ample the competition. You're gonna have closer victory. You know, it's gonna be closer fights. It's gonna be tighter fights. I 100 yeah. percent get that. But the guys that like you know I grew up watching. You know what I'm saying? Like the right. Tito, and you know he knocked out William Joppy. You know what I'm saying? He knocks him out. You know, like nobody expected that. You know, and then you go to Bernard Hop. You know, he you know he goes Tito fights Bernard, and then Bernard ends up stopping Tito. Like those are yeah. those are like, yeah. Wow, Ho- like, Hopkins Hopkins you know against like, Trinidad. Hopkins against Tarvert 175. You know that that's a pair of signature wins. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like wow. Yeah. Like Bernard Hopkins is the man. You know, like can you you know can you know like. You know, I feel like Loma is the man, you know, and I can't really say that, you know, with the other guys, you know what I'm saying? Like Crawford, like as much as I love Crawford, I'm a big Crawford guy. I feel like, you know, his skills are there. I think he's like, he has the best skills right now in the game. But yes, I can't argue that, you know, I can't really debate his whole signature win because it's like, which one is it? Like, yes, he's destroying everybody is there, but. You know, is. Yeah. I mean, name, his, you know what I'm saying? his like, competition level you know, isn't great. Um, you know, that's just the way it is right now. But his career is also not over. And there are a lot of guys like, let's use Golovkin as another example. There are a lot of guys who don't start yeah. facing their top com- com- uh, competition until the mid to late 30s. And Crawford's 32 right now. Yep. And if you look at Hagler's yep. career, and if you look at Sergio Martinez's career, and for whatever reason, there are a bunch of guys, maybe they're feared, maybe they don't have the right promotional backing, maybe they're not in the right division at the time that sometimes they don't get their big fights until their mid thirties. And then it comes fast and furious. So, you know, Crawford, if he stays in shape and, you know, continues on his March, he's going to be having two or three big fights before he's done. It's just a matter of time. It will happen. Whether it's Spence or whether or not it's the winner of Taylor versus Jose Ramirez comes up. There's a big fight for him out there. Yeah. You think okay, so that you brought that up. You think Crawford beating, I guess, you know Ramirez. Where wins that? You know, hope we get that unification with Ramirez and Taylor. Do you think you know like when the winner of that goes up? Would you count that? As I think a, it's a great. A, a that's a great win. win. I mean, I think whoever gets that that title there, because uh, I, I think that would reunify. Am I correct? That would reunify 140, make it undisputed. I think I think both of them are have two belts. Yep. Yep. So I think that person who comes up is a real threat to Crawford, uh, who's uh, proven himself against really good opposition. I think that's that would be a very good win. I I I think would be an excellent win. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. It's just it was so. I mean, I I already see how how they would sell it. You know the 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 last 140 champion versus the new 140 champion. It's and it's never been done in history. You know to have two 140 guys that unified. The division, you know, became undisputed at that, um, you know, uh, fight. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm with you on that. Uh, and then Spence, of course. No, I think that no, that's what's lacking. You know, if you were to face Spence and you were to defeat him, you know, uh, they would definitely put him in that signature uh, win. But another thing I'm going to say is, do you think if he does fight Spence and it's a close fight, do you think you know, that affects it to a certain extent? I think over time, you know, uh, the way I look at it is uh, certain. Uh, fights are coin flips and uh, you, you fight enough of them. You're going to win some and you're going to lose some. Uh, what's amazing about Crawford is yep. you look at his career and he has no coin flip fights. There are no fights where you say to yourself, 
well, maybe he didn't win that. He got, you know, I'm not saying he got, he he not saying he was lucky, but I'm saying he could have lost it. You look at Canelo, there's probably about five coin flip fights, and I think he's won almost all of them. Uh, yep. He has won all of them because he clearly lost the Mayweather fight. Um, yep. You know, I thought Usyk had a coin flip fight with with uh, Bradis, with Marius Bradis, where seven five okay. fight. Maybe he won it. Maybe he didn't. Um, so I don't begrudge guys. You know, Floyd Mayweather had a couple. You know, he he had the Castillo one fight, uh, which was a coin flip, and. Uh, you know, maybe the Maidana one fight was was kind of a coin flip. He just happened to win them. Um, yeah, Oscar, you know, won some and lost some uh, close ones. You know, he lost a couple of coin flips, and yep. so I don't really begrudge people for losing a seven five fight. Now, I do think there are fighters that find a way to lose, and that was a criticism of Oscar. You know, the way he ran out the clock against Tito, I still felt he won that fight, but there's a sense that certain fighters find a way to lose. Um, I'm not ready to say that's the case with anybody, but uh, you lose a seven, five fight, a six, six, you know, a, a draw fight. You lose on a, on a, on a point because of a knockdown or a, uh, you know, like yeah. Keith Thurman is a great example. Okay. So he takes a lot of uh, uh, stick because he lost to Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. And I would, I would argue that there's probably okay. four punches that determined the, the trajectory of that fight. You know, it was the early knockdown. There was a, a left hand in the ninth round, another one in the 12th round. Like, Keith Thurman was really close to winning that fight. Like, he probably wins uh, four to five rounds anyway. And if he just, you know, doesn't get hit the same way, he wins. So, uh, you know, am I saying Keith? Thurman is a fraud because he loses to Manny Pacquiao? No, I don't. I think he was very competitive, and I don't necessarily uh, demerit him uh, for losing that fight. I thought he performed well in that fight. No, and I'm with you. No, no, no. That's I'm with you 100% when it comes to that uh, to that whole... Uh, he did. He did. I, I, I 100% agree with you on that. Um but no, I just think that you know, I think that's a great like, again. I just, I just think I'm mesmerized with that whole. I thought like yeah. that question would just so it stood out to me, and I just feel like you know, what I'm saying especially in this era, watching this era, because era's a little, I guess, weird in a sense because like guys are are just more about you know Sometimes. brand yeah. now. If that makes sense, like I feel like more guys are more into brand. You know, um, they're not. I mean, it looks like now you know the guys coming up now. You know, like the. The, the, the young lines at 135 want to change that. And I respect that. That's, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. But I feel like in this era, especially, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not watered down, but it's like a lot of guys, like, you know, like, are just missing yeah. that significant win. And I think, uh, like, you brought up, the you know, the Tyson Fury. Yeah. Um, he might have too. You know, that now that I think about it, the whole Wilder, you know, I guess the whole nobody but him, I guess. You know, I don't, I don't you know, Wild, uh, Fury's the only one saying, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. And every time he said it in the press conferences, I, I, I wouldn't laugh, but I was just like, you know, he's not going to do that. You know, he's not going to knock out Wilder. And he ended up doing it, you know. And uh, I'm not sure he might go down as the history as the only, you know, the two-time heavyweight champion to never lose. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'll like, tell you just, what this era has been you know? missing a little bit is some spite, meaning that, you know, I think there's too many boxers as businessmen right now. Um and they're not enough that are really trying, which is important. Listen, it's important to have your career, make your money, do well for yourself. Like, I get that. Like, I'm pro fighter. I really am. Um, but what I like about Haney and 
to Fima Lopez and Davis is these and Ryan Garcia is these guys all know each other for the amateurs. Fought each other and sparred, yeah. and they want to prove they're the best against the you know the other guys. Like there's rivalry there, you know they're not all buddy buddy. Like they're out to prove a point, and I think we need that. You know, the, it's like that Morales and Barrera; those guys were out to prove a point. You know, they wanted to uh, say I'm the best. Listen, they wanted to make money, but they were out to prove a point, and I think. We've yeah. seen it, and it's not just in one promotional company. We've seen it all across boxing. There's people a little too satisfied with not really trying to figure out if they're really the best or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you 100 uh, percent when it comes to that. There, like I said, it's just it's like the diva era. I call it the diva era at times. It's just it's just a weird. It's like you know after the Mayweather. Not saying he did bad for yeah. boxing because he put you know pay per view and he brought more eyes. I'm, you know, I'm not saying he did that, but I feel like everybody wants to be that Mayweather. And I just, you know what I'm saying? The whole thing, you know, everybody wants to be made of money Mayweather, but not be, you know, not be, yeah. not go through the pretty boys phase, you know? Like, people forget, like, he had, like, I guess, like a double career in a sense. You know, he was pretty boy and he was money. And the pretty boy paid his dues, you know? He went through the trenches, yeah. you know? Uh, he fought the guys that were, you know what I'm saying? And he stopped them, you know? And, you know, and guys now just want to say, okay, cool, I got one, you know, one win. And they want, oh, one close win, you know? Like, you brought up Keith Thurman. I feel like regardless, you know, he holds those two wins. You know, there were great wins at the time. Danny Garcia and Sean Porter, you know, that little run, you know, back to back. And they were top, you know, they were the top guys at 147 at the time. You know, um, not, you know, he didn't like. Yeah, not he, a he signature win, though. No, not, no signature wins like, there. Oh. Yeah. No, and I yeah. went to it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But he's going with the oh, top yeah. five, five. You know, they're both top five. And that's what it is. Like, you know, how – how much, you know, you know, yeah. and I felt both fights were very, very close, too. Like, you know, I felt very, both fights were very, very close. I don't know, you know, and he's just living by that, you know, and that's kind of what he, you know, good for him. He made it a model. He's he's living by it. You know, he's getting the fights. He deserves it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he was, he was at one point, he was holding it down. Um, But, yeah, that's my thing. I was like, you know, he's just living by off those two two wins. And like, how, how, yeah. how you know, for how long? You know what I'm saying? For how long? You know what I'm saying? Uh, But, uh. Adam, no, you also brought up a, a good another one that I wanted to touch base. You know, mentioned the amateurs, and uh, the other good mm -hmm. question about it was about the WBS. Uh, what's your take on that? I yeah. know guys are kind of iffy. Um, um, I'm not really familiar with it. I did a little homework on it. Uh, you know, I know they don't really they don't fight with fight gear, the headgear. Um, it's five, like a five. Yeah, five I, I forget the roundage. Yeah. That's what I get confused. Five, five, right? Five yeah, rounds. A little bit. And they also get paid. You know they get paid. There's a, there's a small salary. Yeah. Something they get. They get something. They get constant. You know what I'm saying? They get something for it. Uh, but it's not counted. Uh, on the pro yeah. record. You know, uh, guys like Loma. Yeah. Uh, I believe Usyk. Right? Was it? Was in Dervinchenko well. uh, was in it. Yeah. But those two bunch. guys are the ones that yeah. stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Chenko's another one. Um. Um. Do you feel? Like, what's the so, thing? It's, it's, I, it should be counted. It should be know, counted. You told me about some of the topics that you want to talk about today. So I also did my own research on the uh, you know World Series of Boxing, and there are a couple things that that were interesting to me that I found out in going through their bylaws, which lead me to believe that it's not the exact same as a professional fight. So one is every single fight in every okay. single weight class is ten ounce gloves, and as you know, you know in boxing. It's eight ounce gloves, and then at a certain point, it's ten ounce gloves. So I found that very interesting. The other thing that's very interesting yes. is if a fighter is more than like 
uh, 0.5 grams overweight or wh whatever the, the, the fighter misses weight, the other fighter automatically gets a win. Okay. And so they have this whole um, scenario, a couple of scenarios. If, uh, if a, a fighter's, you know, it's teams, it's team competition, country versus country for World Series of Boxing and it's playoffs, you know. So okay. Great Britain fights Spain and they put their best boxers up and whoever wins the series goes on to the next, meaning that the team, whoever wins the series goes to the next round. And so if a team doesn't make it to the fights, if a fighter is disqualified prior to the coming to the fight, the other fighter gets the win on his record. So that's not exactly what happens in a professional okay. boxing. So if, if, if no, I'm a fighter no, and I miss no, weight and I okay. can't make the fight, the other guy doesn't get a win. There's just no fight. So the rules are a little different. Um, okay. You know, the other stuff, you know, I can, I can live with, but it's not the exact same. The, the rules with the gloves, the rules with uh, counting wins and losses. Uh, I'm per you know, the thing is this. This wasn't money grab from the AIBA, which is the Amateur Boxing Association, to keep amateurs uh, retaining their amateur status longer so they wouldn't lose them to the pros. So this was a sweetheart deal where they said, if you continue to fight for the World Series of Boxing, we'll give you a little money, and you're not going to lose your ability to fight in the next Olympics. It was a money grab. And, uh, and that's why the WBC okay. and other organizations – I've been really against it because they felt they've been encroaching on professional boxing. Um, so I don't think really highly of it one way or the other. I, I understand it was put into place to make money. It was put into place for the AIBA to expand their power. Um, I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other, counting or not counting, but it's slightly different. Okay. Okay. No, I appreciate the, uh, that insight. I didn't know that with the 10 hours. That, that definitely makes it more intriguing and like you said it makes it more you know yep. like the 10 ounce glove makes a difference you know what i'm saying like you said the eight ounce the ten, that makes a huge difference and they're using that and of course like you said you know if you don't make weight you know you get a loss it's it's like you said in the professional level that doesn't exist so i guess it does it becomes interesting i'm i'm with you i don't i think it's regardless it's yeah. not professional you know like you said it's not the professional level and if it might be, like I said, it might be touching the toes. It might be, you know, yeah. you know, right there, but it's t technically not. And, um, I mean, kudos to the guys that do it. I mean, cause it's a win. It's a, to yeah. me, it's, it's a, it's, it's like a win lose. If that makes sense. I feel like because guys like Chenko and Yusik yeah. and Loma, um, you know, those three guys, you know, uh, did the world's, uh, you know, the w, uh, WBS and they, you know, the, they had a strong amateur, they stood an amateur longer, but by joining this tournament, yeah. um, now they're older now, you know, and I think, you know, now, yes, they might have like the, the, like the records that you don't see, like, you know, they're like 12 and 0, like Chenko and like Loma 15 and 1, but they're already fighting, yeah. like, you know, like Loma came you bring in. Up a very, you bring up a very good in. point. So, um, yeah, exactly. um, the competition level that they face in the World Series of Boxing is far better than most guys are going to fight in their first five or 10 development fights. So, you know, if you're in a situation where yeah. you don't have, firm professional plans you're not aligned with a big promoter you know your, your home country is going to support you to travel because there's a lot of money you know traveling to and fro all these other places around the world to fight in these tournaments but you know uh, I, I remember watching Usyk against Joe Joyce 
Joe Joyce is now a heavyweight prospect, older though, 33 in England. Um, you're facing really good yeah. competition in the World Series of Boxing, or at least as it was. I don't know how it's going to remain, but as it was. Um, so that was okay. a big draw, that the people you're going to be facing in these tournaments are far better than your first five or ten professional fights were most likely. No, no, that's yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Like that's you know, that's why I'm like it's it's I know we could, you know, my, us fans, you know, especially the you know, the hardcore ones yeah. out there. I'm, I'm, I know, I mean, we're all hardcore, but the guys are just so I guess anal with it, like, you know, they want to bring it up. You know, they always when they debate the low much conversation, they love to bring up the WBS. Uh but I think it's it's yeah, you bring it up. You know, yes, you know, he fought, you know what I'm saying, like, that tournament, but he's older now, and he took more, you know, it's a win-lose, you know what I'm saying? That's why I kept saying it's not a win-win, it's not a lose-lose, so it means a win, you know, win-lose, yes, you get a little bit more experience, you're fighting, you know, I guess, better competition uh, to a certain extent, to a certain level, yeah. but you're you're taking you more years out of your, you know, your professional career, and that's gonna, like, you know, like, like now, now I feel like time is not in their favor, like Chenko and Yusik, and I feel like we're seeing a little bit with Usyk, you know. We're, you know, people like to say, "Oh, you know, he's hurt," but I feel because he's older. You know, he went through that whole amateur and the WBS, and you know what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, he, you know, he made his mark at cruiserweight. You know, Usyk. Uh, but it's like, would he, would by him doing that tournament, did it do more damage than good now? Because you know, like now we might, it's a fascinating might not be the point. same. You're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like because like things not, happen to older like boxers. You know, things yeah. hurt more frequently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, and that's my thing. So it's like I, I'm with you on that one. I don't think it's 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 a it's a hard critique. It's it should be brought up. I don't think you know it should be you know uh you should bring it up. But like we did, like 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 you did, Adam. You did the homework and you explained. Okay, cool. You know they had the gloves. You know you yeah. gotta you gotta get you gotta get the context out. You know it's that's important. You know people like to just say, oh yeah, he fought you know that tournament and you know those wins are not counted. You know, but. It is, you know what I'm saying? Th yeah. That did happen, you know? It's it's an important aspect to it, you know? Great. Um, no, but that's pretty much it, man. I mean, I don't really uh, – I really appreciate, you know, uh, this whole, you know, uh, conversation with the whole win. I uh, definitely picked up yeah. no, some I've, new I've stuff, and I appreciate that, Adam. Uh, um, I really – no, I definitely, man. I really – I definitely look forward to your tweets, man. I really enjoy your uh, – you know, keep them coming. Your tweets are very entertaining. You know, uh, when it comes to your your mat your matchups and just everything, man, just keep it coming, man. I really, I really enjoy your contact, man. I really uh, appreciate you coming on and talking a little boxing with me. Uh, do you want to say, you know, for for like the, the one, sure, the one yeah, I get uh, out there, you can you find me at Adam Bromwitz on SN Boxing. My website, SaturdayNightBoxing.com, and I uh, also have a uh, Facebook group, uh, boxing group called SN Boxing, where we watch a lot of classic fights. It's a very good, very good, fun group. So that's where I can be found. Time to go, man. Again, man, I really appreciate it, man. Stay you too. safe in quarantine. Uh, and keep on coming, man. Like I said, we'll we'll interact here Thanks, and there Marcus. on the timeline, and uh, we'll get you back on, man. I really appreciate it, man.